Good afternoon, and uh, it's 12 p.m., and that means it's time for the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. I trust you all had a good weekend, uh, but we're going to be uh, diving straight into the business day uh, with uh, the show today, starting with uh, Sipa Maseko, the CEO of Telcom, announcing uh, the company announcing full year results to the end of March. A little bit earlier, I caught up with him, and he gave us uh, his thoughts on how the business had performed, uh, characterized by flat uh, revenue growth, but certainly a big shift taking place between mobile service revenue and its more uh, traditional uh, source of uh, revenue, which is the fixed service uh, revenue. Uh, we'll get more detail on that. And then following uh, Mr. Maseko, I speak to David Shapiro, the Deputy Chairman of Sasfin Wealth, to give us his thoughts on a fairly languid day on the JSC at the moment. The all share down one-fifth of a percent as we speak. But we'll be talking to David and, and, and gleaning some insights as well as his reaction to the telecom numbers. Remember that this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Is the land expropriation without compensation plan the biggest threat to the new dawn as promised by new president Cyril Ramaphosa? Can SA make any progress against the background of increasing protest action, strikes and low economic growth? Attend the Brenthurst Wealth SA Quo Vadis seminar series hosted in association with MoneyWeb to hear the insights of five leading experts. Magnus Haystack of Brenthurst, Ralph Mateja, political analyst, Magda Wierzitska of Signia, Glenn Owen of Momentum, and Jean-Pierre Fastard of Fairtree Capital. Bookings at www.quicket.co.za. Search for Brenthurst. Telcom uh, announced full year results to the end of March. It saw op- operating uh, revenue flat at $41 billion. Uh, mobile service revenue was the standout performer that rose uh, 47% and offset the decline in fixed service revenue, which declined by uh, 4.7%. All in, though, headline earnings per share uh, still down uh, 18.4% to 5.97. Uh, but another positive feature of the result was the massive increase in free cash flow, which rose 465%. A little bit earlier this morning, I caught up with CEO Sipo Maseko, and this is what his reaction was to those numbers. Thank you very much. I mean, a couple of things. I think that the results were solid. Um, at a group level, 41 billion runs of uh, operating revenue. Our EBITDA margin, about 25.7%. Um, we've declared a dividend again, and we have invested in the future because we have been spending a lot of capex in the cyber area. What have been the drivers of performance? Aggressive growth in mobile. Uh, our mobile business has grown very well, 47% growth on service revenue from last year. Um, our growth in the fiber and the data ecosystem. We've taken a view that uh, broadband is the future and therefore investing in data capabilities is the right thing to do. And thirdly, we're starting to see growth in what we call future revenue streams, uh, Internet of Things, cybersecurity, and so forth. Uh, the base is still very low, but we anticipate that these businesses will be material contributors to the group uh, in the future. We continue to see the decline in fixed voice revenues. However, for the very first time, the growth in mobile, in absolute terms, has offset the decline in fixed. Um, fixed declined by about 1.1 billion, yet mobile grew by about 1.7 billion. 
So overall, we're very happy with the results. The disappointment as well has been the performance of BCX, where they came in uh, 1.6 billion rand less uh, than they did last year at revenue level. Now, that's driven by a whole lot of factors. The economy was very soft. We saw quite a lot of deferral of investment by many of our large customers in the mining sector. And uh, we also had a massive decline in the public sector uh, spend. And some of the revenues that we consciously did not bid for those revenues, as you may well know, there was quite a lot of noise in the last couple of years in terms of uh, government expenditure. And uh, we had to make decisions on a case-by-case basis whether we will uh, bid for that business uh, or let it pass if we were uncomfortable for one reason or another. So there's quite a lot of reasons why uh, the BCX performance has not been as strong as we would have liked it to be. Just on that uh, last point, Mr. Maseko, uh, obviously given some of the political changes, are you expecting uh, government departments and certainly state-owned entities to be, uh, to be even more frugal with their spending going forward? Well, I guess the frugality is not a big issue for us. Um, I mean, we've seen that, that sort of frugal nature in wider enterprise. Uh, so that's going to be, obviously, we'd want to bid as best as we can. But we also want to obtain business in the right way. We also want to obtain business in the right way. Um, And we certainly want to avoid getting business in a way that harms our reputation. So so we operate between those sort of two corridors very, very sensibly. Okay, great. Uh, One of the other features that I noticed about uh, your financials was the fact that uh, you're still keeping CapEx uh, very high, uh, slightly lower than last year. But certainly, the amount of free cash flow that you were generating uh, rose substantially. What were the reasons for that? Well, I mean, a number of things. Firstly, what it says is that we're starting to monetize our investment a lot more faster, number one. Uh, Most of our capex went into our mobile business and our fiber business. If you see, for instance, uh, homes connected as a percentage of homes passed, it's grown from 18% last year to 30% this year. So it means that we are beginning to monetize the capital a lot more faster than we did. Uh, and we've kept a, a, an elevated capex spend over the next three years, and that's a guidance. So over the three-year period, it will be between 16 to 20 percent. Uh, this year, it might be, say, 17 percent. Next year, it might be 20 percent. And the year after, it may be a, a bit lower than that. But the range will be around that. And the reason is that we continue to modernize our network, build out the fiber network, expand the LTE coverage and the mobile coverage. If we had not invested in mobile and the capital, we would not be having the benefit of a service revenue growth of uh, 47%. So therefore, it does show that where we have invested, we've invested in the right areas that continue to generate revenue growth for us. And certainly going forward, I mean, it seems there's every indication now as that uh, as the quantum of your mobile service revenue becomes a bigger and bigger chunk of your total revenues, that its gains will, will continue to exceed the decline in fixed service. Uh, just just on the fixed service, though, Mr. Maseko, uh, is there any is there any uh, light at the end of the tunnel? Do you expect at some some point that will flatline, or are you banking on the 
the I guess forecast that that will continue to to decline indefinitely as you substitute out into new uh, new technology. Sure. Well, the voice side will continue to be under pressure, um, and we are working on uh, different strategies and tactics to manage and contain that. And that's just a factor of technology evolution. People don't use their desk phones. Uh, now as well as as much as they use their handheld devices. And uh, we have very clear plans on how we will mitigate that. On the data side as well, though, we're starting to see growth on the fixed data side. And and what it actually does, uh, Warren, is that it begins to blur the lines between fixed and mobile. Um, And what we are investing in, we are investing in fiber, LTE, and LTE advanced. Uh, those technologies operate both fixed and mobile, and we then migrate our legacy revenues from old copper-based technology to newer technologies. Um, and therefore, one of the big metrics for myself will be how fast do we migrate our customers from legacy technology to newer technologies, um, because that will then enable us to manage the flatlining of the revenue line as you're talking to Okay, great. Uh, just perhaps uh, just a point of clarity, uh, Mr. Maseko. I know last year, uh, at the end of last year, or perhaps it was earlier this year, the government was talking about selling down its stake in Telcom to fund other um, initiatives. Uh, just uh, just clarify for us, what is uh, government shareholding in Telcom at the moment? Well, the, the shareholding by the government is just about 40%. Um, we're not sure whether they'll still sell. I mean, it's still it's been a bit uncertain, but they've gone kind of quiet on it. And my sense is that they may have the, the world has changed a little bit to what it was last year. Um, last year we were facing an impending impending ratings downgrade. The economy was in negative territory uh, from a GDP perspective, and the fiscal position of the of the country was very precarious. And I think government has intervened in the last budget to get new sources of revenue. That was increased. I think they're starting to deal with costs. Uh, we're starting to see a bit of positivity in the GDP performance. Um, and it may well be the reasons why they've slowed down any uh, thoughts of disposing. Either way, though, all that we are looking for is, is certainty. And I think that they will be giving us that certainty sooner rather than later. Um, they're a very important shareholder and if they stay um, all the better for us we don't like to see shareholders leaving we like to see shareholders coming into the into the company I'm sure uh, as, a, as a grateful shareholder they're also uh, grateful that you pay a nice dividend to them as well Mr. Maseko <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just one last question and it might sound a bit like a stupid question as you substitute out of uh, out of the use of copper do you go and do you have any plans to to recover the copper the extensive network of copper that you've laid the length and breadth of the country well there's a couple of reasons why copper is a problem firstly it's much more susceptible to the elements so rain and wind etc number one right number two it gets stolen a lot uh, so where it's stolen for instance we don't replace it uh, and where it's underground will obviously have a separate program of recovering it but what I don't want is to say to people we'll be recovering the copper because then the thieves will help us recover the copper faster <laughs> than we can be able to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, okay. I just wanted to, to understand yeah. it because uh, I, I have been led to believe that just the copper loan uh, in Telcom's possession is, is a substantial amount of money. So just a, just a question it's, there. It's a, it's a lot of money. Okay. Yeah, just, a, but I want to get to it first before, before the criminals get to it. Before anyone else does. Okay. Last question, Mr. Maseka. Just, just, just uh, some guidance in terms of what you're hoping to achieve in the year ahead. Well, I mean, uh, the strategy hasn't changed. Uh, we'll continue to strengthen our position in mobile. We will manage the migration from legacy technologies uh, to technologies really for the 2020s, um, strengthening BCX, where BCX needs to recover very, very fast, and continuing to recruit the best possible talent to come and work in Telcom so that we can take the journey forward. That was Sipo Maseko, the Chief Executive Officer of Telcom. MoneyWeb has a unique opportunity for financial advisors. Through our Click and Advisor offering, advisors can interact with a growing investor-based audience and attract new clients. To find out more, visit www.moneyweb.co.za. You're back with the uh, MoneyWeb at Midday Show, and time to have a look at the markets. Uh, the JSC's deteriorated since we started the show. Started the show. It's down uh, one-third of a percent at the moment, and it's only industrials that are up uh, one-tenth of a sp- of a percent at this point, uh, financials down over nearly two thirds of a percent, gold mining down three quarters of a percent, and resources down one percent. Behind Naspers is the most traded share on the JSC today is Sassol, uh, followed by the MTN Group and Clicks. Interesting. Uh, uh, eclectic group of uh, companies at the top of the most traded shares there. Uh, the U.S. dollar has uh, has lost ground to the, the rand, presumably after that announcement by S&P. It's now trading, uh, the rand trading roughly half a percentage stronger, 12 rand 44. It's also made one-fifth of a percent against the pound, trading at 16.63. And a euro uh, marginal, uh, marginal loss there to trade at 14 rand 61. Gold's at $1,298.00. Platinum at $906 and Palladium at $985 an ounce. Here to talk me through uh, his weekend reading is uh, Mr. David Shapira from Sassfin. Good to talk to you this afternoon, David. Yeah, good to talk to you as well. <laughs> I was just listening to Seto Maseka. <laughs> tough, tough job. Uh, at least his job, okay. unlike uh, the CEO <laughs> of, of Eskom and SAA, at least his yeah. business is uh, profitable, and he has to undertake that shift with that benefit. Uh, some of the other, no. some of the other socks, as we call them, uh, don't have that luxury. No, he's done a good job and uh, a proper manager. But but I always it's such a tough industry because I look at that industry in quite uh, a lot of detail. And the unfortunate part is he's selling a product that everybody wants to pay less for. Nobody wants to pay for it anymore. And uh, you've got to keep up with technology, investing in technology, as he said, and as he's showing you. And yet uh, you don't want to pay more for it. You know, you don't want to pay more for your data. You want to pay less for your data. You want to pay less for everything. So you spend more money uh, investing in a product whose price uh, is going down. So it's, it's, it's a tough job. Uh, and that's why that's why all these businesses are now trying to push more through the uh, you know through the channel. They're trying to push entertainment through and uh, increase their product range. But it's, it's not an easy industry to uh, to be in. Yeah, so I mean, he's, he's basically juggling the the shift mm. from uh, from fixed line to mobile, as well mm. as the the shift. Uh, the the what makes his business unique is mm. that legacy copper cabling that's uh, run the length and, and breadth of the country. He's got to move that into fiber optic, as I understand it. 
and that, and that's uh that's that's an expensive little story that absolutely you know, that's uh to lay those cables and sure and then then the problem is that your return on the investment uh becomes less so you've got to get more people to push through but it's not it's no different from verizon from uh uh you know f- from uh, uh, t mobile um all the businesses there all going through a, a lot of issues vodafone vodacom all of them same same kind of challenges that and um, anyway, same WhatsApp, what can you do? Same WhatsApp group as we uh, like to say. Tell me, <laughs> yeah. tell me, David. S and P's comments. Anything we should note? Uh, did you do your weekend I, reading? I did. You know, I, I think it was pretty much in line. The, the, the only thing is they're looking for uh, a, a more stable outlook. I think they're a little behind in their in their numbers, but I don't expect them to do anything. I don't, nor do I think that S&P will do anything as things stand at the moment. We just seem to be going along sideways and uh, the global economy also just seems to be brushing aside a lot of issues uh, as well. It's up to us to turn it around. You know, I think, I think um, once, once we stabilize, I think you've got to put in policies that are going to actually live up to the expectations. I think, you know what, and the one thing that comes through from all the reading of results, and maybe the markets just went ahead of themselves, is that um, all the optimism that is seems to be in the market hasn't really been translated into business activity. I don't think it, you know, no one thought it would. Uh, you don't go out the next day and start building factories. You've got to you've got to have comfort that the stability is going to be there for some time, and we are changing rules and laws and so on. So I think it's a, it was a bit premature for for businesses to expect immediate response. So I think I think that's the way everybody's looking at um, at the at the S and P. As long as we don't move down a lot, you know, as long as we stay where we are, it's okay. So, so the uh, the the extension continues. I think is probably maybe a right way to s- surmise. Uh, they they've extended our investment credit rating uh, for the next couple of months. Uh, what would be number one priority for you to get right in this economy at the moment? Oh, it's a tough one. Uh, there's there's so many things to do. You you, you want to press my red button. If you want to press my red button, just yep. have a look at the Auditor General's report. And, oh, no. uh, the, you know, you know, you know, Warren, do you know what? If we start to, to keep proper books and records and a proper account of the money that is given to the municipalities and start to do it properly, you save billions. And I think, I think that's where our turnaround starts, at those low levels, not at the higher levels. Not at Cyril going to look for foreign investment. Foreign investment won't come until we've got uh, uh, the foundations right. And you can start by there. And those are easy. Those are easy to fix. You just have to keep proper books and records. How difficult is that? You keep your bank account. We all do it. We all submit tax returns. Uh, we know exactly what's happening in our lives. All you have to do is is do that. And most most people don't realize the consequences of this. It means. Uh, they've got no idea of where the assets of the company are, what they are. They've got no idea where money's being spent. They've got no, you know, that's that's what it means when you get a qualified report. So it's 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 for me that's where this country needs to start is really at, really at those kind of levels. And massive savings could be made if only we were to pay attention to these easy to fix problems. Yeah, certainly, David. I can't agree with you more. There, I think we waste more money than uh, any other mm. country our size. Uh, I'll, I'll have to leave it there for the meantime, though, just uh, check, check, checking the uh, the time. But uh, thanks, as always, for your insight, and uh, hopefully things improve. 
Please God. <laughs> All right, that was uh, David Shapiro, uh, Deputy Chairman of Sasfin Wealth. Remember, this show is being brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa, leaders in business. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. All right, and that brings us to the end of the show. Remember, both English and Afrikaans speaking radio shows get going at 6 p.m. this evening on SAFM and RSG. I'll be back at the same time tomorrow. Cheers for now.